Hey there, I'm Becky, and welcome to Literary Escapes with me, Becky. Thanks for joining me today as we talk about all kinds of great bookish escapes. Today I have author Carrie Evelyn with me, so if you like sweet romance, you're definitely going to want to listen to this one. Dive right in. So Carrie, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm happy to be back. I love your podcast. Thank you. you. And I love chatting with you. You're always up to so much. So I'm excited (laughs) to catch up with you. So how did you become an author? So I think all most authors will say that they've been writing forever. They love to read. And that's definitely the case with me. And when I was really little, like, I just love to write. I wrote, when I was three, I wrote notes to my Nana in heaven. I still have those. My mom saved Aww. them. Um, even though she told me she mailed them to heaven for me, you know, um, she, she kept them, which was really cool. That's but, and I know my Nana saw them. Um, yeah. And then growing up, my grandfather refused any store gifts. Like you could not buy him anything. You had to make him something and, you know, different projects at school I remember one year I was in metal shop and or woodworking and or both and I made him this like lantern holder candelabra thing um but in high school you know I'm so busy I don't really have time for the hands-on project so I would write poems or do a little comic book or write a story and him and my grandmother loved it and they kept everything and my grandmother died I remember going through my grandfather's drawer and finding everything like wow. and I, I grabbed all of it and I cleaned the pants out of my bottom drawer in my dresser and I put all the stuff in there ah. um, as, as long as, as well as um a lot of their stuff so the bottom drawer is tribute and holding ah. spot for you know those memories and That's sweet. I just always loved to write and I always thought I would write a book but it wasn't until um October of 2015 I went to a mom conference and the presenter, you know, she was like, what is something you've always wanted to do? What gave you joy as a child that you don't have time for now that, you know, God has downloaded something into you. And now it's, you need to get this message out to the world through whatever it is you're meant to be doing. And so for me, that was writing. And so I decided then and there, October, 2015, I was going to write a book and I was actually going to get it done. Um, And I started a book and then I started another book and then my grandmother died. And then I was, I, I, I made a decision that year that I was going to get published that year. And I did. And so what, when did your first published book come out? It was December of 2017. So it'll be wow. five years, this December 5th. And that, that was a month is... before I turned 40. So I was like, I'm going to do it before I'm 40. That so. is awesome. So yeah, yeah, so tell me about that series, because I know that your first unpublished story was historical fiction, right? Yes, it was, because I love to read it, especially the I World love War historical II era. Fiction. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't work out the military stuff. And so, you know, I talked to some friends who were in the military, and my friend Chris was like, this, these people would never work together. They would never see each other. Oh. Um, and he said, you know you're a great writer. You've always been a great writer. I was editor of my co-editor of my high school paper. He said, I would love for you to write something that my wife could read that 
could help her understand why it's easier for me to die for her over there than to live for her over here. And that just really hit me. Those were powerful. That's powerful. Yeah. And that's when like these scenes just kept coming to me and these conversations. And I had to put the world war two epic historical, whatever out of, out of the way, because I needed to download and write these scenes and conversations just to get them out of my head. And then when I was done, I was like, Oh my God, this is like almost a book. And so that's when I was like, okay, let's do this one first. And I never meant for it to be a series. It was just going to be like a, a light, like Harlequin-y type, you know, fun read. Right. (laughs) And it didn't turn out to be that at all. Not at all. Yeah. And it was so different from what I had tried to write. And I was like, only God could download this stuff into me. And like, like, I didn't even like reading it back. I was like, I wrote this, like, I don't know anything about this stuff. Like, like it was just amazing. And I had some, I had, I had spoken um, to him, uh, to Chris about PTSD. And I have another friend um, who also, also in the military um, that worked at the VA in Boston. And I, he gave me a lot of advice. He, he taught me um, all the things about the stuck point journal, where the more we tell our story, um, the easier it gets to tell it. And then it helps us work through it. Um, And then my dad's neighbor um, was in the military overseas, but then he became a contractor and he like, he's, he's on several like lists. So I could never give his name. Um, But he, he was in hiding pretty much because of the people that he, like he was sent to deal with Somali pirates and all kinds of trafficking, like the, the rescues that him and his team performed um, that the military is unable to do because of all the red tape it's just right I sat talking with him for hours and I was just like wow nobody knows about this stuff yeah and I wanted to put some of that in the book and so the book became something totally different and I'm so proud of it because a lot of a lot of authors like oh my first book don't read it don't read it I want people (laughs) to read it you know, it's a really, it, really good book. Yeah. Thank you. It may have some silly moments and a lot of adverbs and, you know, repetitive words here and there, but it's, it was edited well and it was, it just, it's a great story, you know? It really and, is. So go ahead and share a little bit about what that story is. All right. So um, it starts off with a stalker, you know, it was, I, I love romantic suspense. And so I thought it was going to be a romantic expense. <laughs> But it didn't really turn out that way um, because it became more about the healing. So the main character, Lainey, she had been attacked and her grandfather um, was not happy with the security. The, the stalker got away and the, grand, the grandfather was worried for her safety and he was a military colonel. And so he reached out to one of his men that was stateside recovering from injuries. And he tucked them away in this resort in Maine. And they, they got to know each other through their own P- PTSD experiences and through being there for so long, for weeks, they're there until the stalker is caught. Um, it, it's just, they get to know each other. They're healing from each other. They're teaching each other things that help them cope. And then, you know, the, the stalker finds out where they are and it just all comes to a crazy it all comes to a head. Uh, I yeah. don't want to give any spoilers, but um, there are some surprises and, you know, it's just, it's romance. So it all works out in the end. Yeah. And then after I wrote it, people were like, 
so what's the next book? You know, this has to be a series. And I'm like, I hadn't even thought about that. So I gave all the secondary characters these elaborate backstories. And then I was like, oh my gosh. So writing the series has been kind of tough because um, I want to make sure that I don't mess up anything I already said in the previous book and, right. and you know, stay true to the characters that I created. And so, yeah, especially when it wasn't kind of outlined as a series, because if you go it into it, no. yeah. Uh-uh. So that yeah. would be a little challenging, it seems it like. It was. And, yeah. and the characters that people connected with, Molly and Jack, um, their story isn't out yet. They're the next story I'm going to write, and that'll be book five, because they have very complicated lives and backstories. And um, their timeline is different, because I gave Molly a Christmas birthday, and all of those books take place within a single year, within the year okay. of 2017. And so I've written, since written, other books and other series that take place after the fact. So those characters are able to series hop. Um, oh, but there nice. are some spoilers if you don't read the Crane's Cove books first. So, and, and there's some Easter eggs, you know, Cat um, and Easton from book two, they appear in Crushing on Ice, which is currently free um, at Prolific Works. It's part of a big giveaway. So tinyurl.com free Crushing on Ice is where you can find that story. I'll link and to that one. Yeah. Shelby and Damon. Shelby and Damon, book three, they show up in Cruising on Ice on a cruise. And what's interesting is they are with another couple, Drake and Lita, who are the main couple from the Beachcombers Buccaneer Bounty out of my Cat's Paw Cove series. That's a well, fun one. this cruise takes place in before they actually meet in Cat's Paw Cove because they have a time traveling cat. <laughs> and so I can put them on this cruise with the cat. And then there's a, there's a, in the story where the cat makes an appearance and you know people would only understand like their reactions and the cat if they had read the beachcombers buccaneer right so i like to put all of those little easter eggs in my books for for people to laugh at or you know little jokes that they get and sometimes i do it accidentally um for example uh, matt is the is the the hero in in love on the edge and he has a cousin named damon okay so in damon's book there was a sentence where it was like Matt comma Damon and my friend messaged me and she's like oh my gosh you named them Matt and Damon after Matt Damon because you're from Massachusetts <laughs> and I was like no no that was not intentional like was not intentional That's at all funny. These names and these characters come to me in my head and I don't know where it's coming from so maybe subconsciously but like it wasn't until she saw the two names together that she was like, "Oh my god, that's hysterical!" Oh and I was like, "It was so unplanned. Like I that that was not on purpose." That's so funny. Yeah, I I would not have picked up on that one, but that's really <laughs> funny. I like that. Yeah. So there's some unintentional ones as well as the ones I put in there on purpose. So. Okay, so yeah. you've got the Cranes Cove, and that takes yep. place up in Maine, yep. and at a resort. And so yeah. how did a uh, setting come about and how does that play into the story? Oh gosh. It's writing those books is like going home for me because I come from a coastal area in Massachusetts and we always took vacations up to New Hampshire and, and Maine. And I love it up there when it's warm in the winter, not so much. Uh, although they do have great tubing. Um, so for four years, actually probably six through college while I was living on campus um, my mom 
we lived in in the south end of New Bedford, which was right on the water. And there's a little place there called Clark's Cove. And okay. so the geography for Crane's Cove is kind of like Clark's Cove. There's a little floating lighthouse. There's a, a cliff walk. Um, it's just it's just a beautiful little area. So Clark's Cove inspired Crane's Cove. And then you were saying sort across. Of. Yeah, okay. well, across the street from. So the south end of New Bedford has a hurricane barrier. They call it the dike. And it's just piles of rocks that are just in shore and the homes and stuff. And you can walk along those rocks. And so my geography in Maine is more of a cliffside. It's not the rocks of the hurricane barrier. Gotcha. Um, and it's not dropped into a city where, you know, like across the street from the from the ocean are factories because it, it was, you know, a very big industrial area back right. in the turn of the 19th century. And so we had a, a three-story house and on the third floor, my bedroom window had a perfect view of the cove and it was just gorgeous. Um, but I, I took that and I took parts that I loved about Paytonera. My hometown of Dartmouth has um, this little village called Paytonera Village and that's where, you know, there's Dockside ice cream, there's a penny candy shop, there's a gift. Like, it is like, um, David Duchovny had a little, the the X-Files guy, mm -hmm. that, that's his name, right? Yeah. He had a house down there. And um, like, it's, it's for, there's some very wealthy people that live in that area, but the older homes, like my dad's cousin's house was right on Water Street, a few blocks up from the bridge. And so like, it's just, there's walking distance to everywhere. Like, it's just a cute nice. place. And so I took what I loved about Peyton Aram, I took what I loved about Clark's Cove, and I put it in this okay. little pocket between Winter Winter Harbor and Bar Harbor, Maine. Okay. And like right on by the Shudik Peninsula and Acadia, um, and all all that. And so it's just it's just a gorgeous gorgeous area. Um, and so when I write it, it feels like I'm home back in New England. I took I bet, all my favorite yeah. parts and just put it in Maine and Maine itself is gorgeous. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of Maine stuff there too. Cause nice. you know, it, the Bar Harbor area is very famous for so many things. And so many for things, good reason. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. I, I love that series and I love vacation. I love leaving home and traveling and staying at inclusive resorts. And those are fun. Yeah. And it's a great way to trap characters together when you're at a resort or on a vacation like your your proximity you you have to see each other you know you can't just go home and avoid somebody well and the, um, the people who work there are like always there while the other always. characters might change but yeah you've got a core group that's yeah. gonna be yes yeah yes. that's fun and there have been some guests who have fallen in love with the people who live and work there so that's it's fun oh i just love it i love that series so much so your next series, you did some writing with um, Cat's Paw Cove. Mm -hmm. You did a few books set there, and that was yes. in uh, the east coast of Florida, a fictitious island on the yes, east coast. Yes, somewhere between St. Augustine and Daytona. We don't know the exact geography because it's a mystery. Yeah. Um, it was a world created by authors Catherine Keene and Winter Daniels, and we just all love cats and we love magic and the mystical yeah. like it's a paranormal but it's it's light paranormal you know it's not like we're not like fighting vampires and reapers to the death we've got time traveling cats um we've got um you know 
unicorns and mermaids and all those fun things. Um, and so I took Matt and Lainey, the hero and heroine from book one in Crane's Cove and my first Cat's Paw Cove book is their story two and a half years later. Yeah. And they are coming to Cat's Paw Cove, you know, and they're staying at Moon Mist Manor, another resort. This one was modeled after the Del Coronado in San Diego. Nice. And um, they're, they're just, uh, you know, they're having some, some issues be- with communication and then, you know, there's a big storm and this little cat takes Matt back in time to try to figure out where this miscommunication started. And it's, it's just really, it's like just really story. fun. And it's, it's got a, a fun, fun ending. Yeah. yeah. That's a fun Yeah, one. I love it too. Mm-hmm. And then I went a little crazy with the next two because, you know, the pandemic was starting to hit and I was just like, I'm just going to. Like, I always thought I would write children's books with, like, that were kind of, like, Narnia-ish um, with magical creatures, and I didn't, I, I haven't. So, uh, for Love Overrules the Lawyer, book two, I took Damon's sister, Rachel, okay. and a childhood friend of theirs from Savannah, and they go to Cat's Paw Cove, and there's, like, this... Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a puck wedgie, but J.K. Rowling, um, one of her houses in the American version of Hogwarts, Hogwarts is puck wedgie house. And okay, puck wedgies, um, they're so they originated in Freetown, Massachusetts, um, which hmm. my hometown of Dartmouth borders Freetown, Westport, Fall River, um, this little area called the Freetown State Forest that borders Dartmouth. Um, the Native Americans have legends of Pukwudgies living in those in in that area, and so they're they're kind of I made mine they're, they're little mean things that shoot arrows to kill you, but I made mine more like Dobby from from the Harry okay. Potter. Okay, I love Dobby, and it, you know he was he was sent to Moonmas Manor because you know they're tearing down the forest and you know the Pukwudgies need a new home and they're going to take over this island and somehow Rachel and Damon find a way to pacify him and you know when there's this big battle and all the Pukwudgies appear um there's a little twist at the end of that one um to that um oh it's just super fun it is super yeah fun. that sounds like fun yeah and so I got a little crazy with the with the with the supernatural characters there but but that fits in the that love series so yeah yeah it does fit it does fit and then the third book is drake and lita um and he is a he's a pirate but he's not a pirate he is on a mission from the crown to act like a pirate to retrieve this very special thing from the fort in saint augustine but hundreds of years ago right and then somehow his ship comes forward in time and he sees this woman in a, you know, heart barely clothed because she's at the beach. Um, and she's actually, she's the one who's gone back in time. And he, but his ship appears like right outside the harbor um, of Cat's Paw Cove. And he rescues her. And she's like, I don't need rescuing. You know, just, <laughs> where am I? Yeah, that's you know, a fun story. I like that one. And she's had enough. And yeah and so she goes back in time and then they come forward in time and um, I bring in a lot of the Cranes Cove characters because you know there's there's a there's there's a wedding that takes place at the end of the book and okay um so a lot of favorite Cranes Cove characters are there um that was a fun one to write that was I wrote that one completely during from like March to June of 2020 like oh wow so that's the very beginning of yeah yeah after, when everybody went to sleep 
I would start writing around 11 and I'd write till three or four in the morning. And just because that was the only time the house was quiet. Yeah. And everyone was home all the time. All so the time. I, yeah. Yeah. And I got to do a trip to, well, I've been to St. Augustine several times, but I got to go to the four and, and walk the layout so I could see like how this big rescue operation was going to happen. Right. And, you know, I found maps and, um, I went to this museum in Sanford that could give me more information about the Native Americans that lived in the area at the time and book after book of just historical stuff and and the language, you know, I had to come up with names for people and it was really fun researching that book and got a little bit of your historical fiction going, huh? Yes. Yes, I loved it. I loved it. And that that's the best-selling book in that series the beachcombers buccaneer that's a fun like one I, yeah i, I, I enjoyed that one back copies of that one yeah that's awesome. and it's got a fun cover too it's kind of like if the outlander characters were were vector cartoons that <laughs> Claire and jamie would look like that's fun so he's even wearing the mackenzie tartan nice like i picked that plaid for him for his skirt <laughs> my oh, cover funny. designer was like i could do that <laughs> so and that's he, funny and the gray cat is there yeah yeah although the cat was modeled after my own cat dave but i called him davy in the story for you oh, know, david fun. locker of course oh that's funny yeah super fun. so then the next series or at least the one that your is your current series is mm-hmm. palmer city voltage and it's yes a sweet hockey which is funny because you don't normally think about hockey and sweet romance in the same right book no there's very there's like four of us that write sweet hockey romances um cammy chuckets and Brittany moliner and gene oram i are the others oh and leah brunner so there's there's four others that i know that write sweet hockey romance and the rest are all like super steamy um but i love hockey and so going back to Love on the Edge, my first book, I needed Lainey, the, the main character, to have an ex-boyfriend because she needed a wound, right? So she she didn't want to date someone who wasn't going to be there, who traveled, whose job moved them. And, you know, Matt being a soldier, you know, I mean, they, get, right. they move all over the place. So I needed her to meet someone who was the opposite of what she wanted so that she could work through that and so her ex-boyfriend was Alexei and he had been playing for the team um in Orlando we have the RDV sportsplex and the solar bears practice there but it's like a one-stop shop for every sport you can imagine like this is this complex is huge it's got doctor's office and PT and work weight rooms and the Orlando magic used to practice there and they've got swimming pools I everything is at this complex so I modeled um the plinks um, in, in Palmer city for the RDV sportsplex. And so Lainey is, she, um, started there working as a massage therapist. And then as she was getting her degree and she became like, like a physical therapist. And so she had massage clients and she, and, you know, she would mis- help with the massages of, of the, the, the hockey players there. And so Alexei was playing for that team and that's how they met. Okay. And they were together for a while, but then he got traded and okay. Being, being a Bruins fan and, you know, not, and being, I don't know, the Colorado Avalanche used to be um, the, the Quebec Nordiques. And okay. I love the Quebec Nordiques. My family is from Quebec. And I was just really mad when <laughs> Canada could not support an NHL team anymore. So they went to Colorado. And I was out Avalanche. in Colorado when they came. 
Oh, wow. So yeah. I was pretty happy when uh, the Colorado Avalanche came to Colorado. No, was I was so mad because they beat the Lightning. Lightning needed a, th <laughs> a third one. Anyway, so I needed I needed Alexei to go far enough that, you know, they couldn't have a real long distance relationship, you know, successfully. So I banished him to Colorado, <laughs> never knowing that this short story novella that I wrote. All right. So back up a little bit. So readers loved Alexei. They wanted his story. And so I got the opportunity to write it for an anthology. And so I wrote this. It wasn't even a novella. It's I call it a novelette because it takes 30 minutes to read. It's okay. very short, um, but it was Alexei's story. And so that became my best-selling book like it ah. just but it was 99 cents and with amazon you know they charge a delivery fee and they charge you know you only get like 35 cents off off um, a 99 cent book you know right. and and so i was placing ads on it and the ads were absorbing all the income and the whole you know the whole like 30 whatever cents yeah and so um in talks with readers and friends who wrote different things um you know it's just suggested to build a series around that and okay. so i did and it just it pains me because it's in colorado and and this team the voltage are um you know they're they're the the minor league team for the denver team okay. and i'm just like it is <laughs> for the longest time i was calling them the not avs because i didn't have a name for that team um <laughs> i had my my reader group vote on it and they came up with the edge you know love on the edge was one of the options that i gave them and they all thought that was great okay. so they became the denver edge and then so i made alexei's team the voltage in tribute to the tampa the tampa bay lightning because they oh, you know, nice. they're called the okay Bulls. So, so the right. voltage are the volt, but also when I was doing my research, um, I found out that like that area of Colorado Springs where they're based, there's, there's like a lot of like electrical stuff there. So my okay. friends who were living out there were like, you know, there's electric, I, I forget exactly. I have, I have it in my notebook, but it's been years. Um, so voltage was one of the options I gave to, I had, a, you know, had a, I had a research and development group and I was like, what do you think is the best name for this team? And I, I was going with, I, was, I had suggestions like the perfect storm, the wildfire. And at the time there were fires in Colorado and my friend was like, don't do that. And yeah. I was like, well, that's my daughter's cheer team. And she's like, we have some really bad fires right now. So then, so I did end up using perfect storm for another team, um, on the East coast. Okay. Um, and that is, that's, that's the team that Alexei played for the Townsbury perfect storm. And it's, I didn't note it in the original version of the story because it was just a short story. Like I didn't need to name teams or anything, right, right. nothing. So it, a lot of that has developed. I've made a lot of changes to the texts of my books, which is one of the pros of being an indie author is you can update your books whenever you want. Exactly. And I had to update all four of the other stories <laughs> when I, for celebration on ice which is releasing today because there were these little things that just didn't match up that i had decided in other books and that while writing this book i was like no i need to change that so all of the books have been updated so if if um, readers have paperbacks um original paperbacks they're they're gonna notice some inconsistencies because okay had to make some changes in order to make this book fit into the timeline because gotcha i wrote book four before i wrote book three I remember it's okay. part of that year-long promotion right so okay. um it, it, it's serious you know if, you, if you're going to write a series I advise planning out the entire series before you start writing book one 
<laughs> and, and maybe write them an order. I don't know. Or, or that. So I'm always checking the schedule when I'm adding events or where are people like, is this person in Boston right now? Or is he in Maine? Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's, yeah. pretty, it's that's it's when you insane. have so many characters, it's insane, but it's so fun. I love it. I do. Yeah. My yeah. vibe is almost 200 pages now. Ooh, so that's crazy. Yeah. So you were saying yep. that you have, um, celebration on ice that yes. is um at the time of recording when we're recording this it is out today actually it is out so today yeah congratulations on that thank you yes this is book three but it's actually the sixth story oh wow that i wrote okay. in this series okay yeah. yep with love on the it's edge crazy. is part of the crane's cove but it's also part of this one right um it's not or, part of it it's love on the ice is the bridge between the series okay which is alexei's story and alexa so we meet alexei in love on the edge and then his story became love on the ice oh i see okay i made it the prequel to the palmer city voltage so gotcha. the order is love on the ice cruising on ice christmas on ice which is my favorite it's it's all all the hallmarky tropey everything oh, um and then we have melting the ice which is a novella that comes in between um so that's book 2.5 but that also okay. has a bonus story sparks on the ice so actually i guess this one is the seventh but that's super short it's like five thousand words it takes 15 minutes to read um and then after 2.5 melting the ice is celebration on ice book three and then crushing the ice, the one that's in the promo is book four. Okay. Um, and I will extend that before I publish it because it's it's not quite as long as a book should be, but it we we were limited word count for the promotion. It had to be under forty thousand words, and that's okay. that's like half a Harlequin. So I'm going right. to extend that before I publish that, um, and I'll probably release it sometime between April and June of 2023. Um, okay. Maybe maybe at Space Facebook Lovers because there's so many more scenes I want to add to that book. It's oh, that'll be sweetest. fun. Also takes place at a resort um, in Colorado yeah. Springs. There's this amazing mountainside retreat, all-inclusive resort there. And so um, my friend Chelsea, um, she is she is writing a series based on that hotel, but she has made it. Um, she's called it Hotel Love. Um, and L O and V E stand for the are, the are the initials of the the founders. Their last name started with L O, and then the last one was Van Evans. So you have the V E, um, and it's a it's a relationship focused resort where you go there for marriage retreats, there's okay. weddings. There's like it's 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 a couples resort, and it's just oh it's so amazing. And so she let me use that location for the wedding that Brenna and Brendan go to in Crushing on Ice. Oh, fun. There's just, just so much more I wanted to do with it because the setting is so rich. Like it's, it's its own character. Right. And she, I cannot wait for her series to release, um, hopefully sometime next year. Um, so, so um, and oh, Aria Bliss also wrote a book that takes takes place at Hotel Love too. And okay. Hers, hers was going for couples therapy um, because they had been married but apart for ten years, and then, you know, they're like, before we get divorced, their mothers made them go on a retreat <laughs> to Hotel Love and go through all the all the activities and counseling to see if they could right. get back together before they officially divorced. And it was just a great place. I'll sum it up in three words want to go there 
<laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So your Palmer Voltage series, Palmer yes. City Voltage. Yes. Um, how many books do you envision that one having? Um, I think I'm going to stop at book four for now. I may go back to it. I have a lot of hockey players there that want their stories told. Um, but this, they're um, a minor league team all trying to get contracts, you know, full contracts with the NHL. So the stories are starting to sound a lot similar. And right, so right. until I can find a, a fresh take on this is going to be my big break. Will the person I love come with me? Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of the same story told differently yeah. every okay. time. Okay. So and I'm sure it'll come to me, but readers have, readers actually are requesting, um, the Denver edge. They want, oh. they want the NHL team because a couple of the players have gone up to play for that team now and they want a series focused on that team. Oh, how interesting. So, yeah. So I don't know if I want to do that because that puts me that puts more hockey romance out there and um it's very hard to sell in a steamy hockey world but yeah the next series that will come out of Palmer City is the Brewer Brides and so book four is Brenna Brewer's story and she's a wedding planner and she has there's a couple bonus epilogues um on my website at the freebies tab and she finds out that um, her dad made a donation while he was in college and she's got some brothers out there that she didn't know about oh. and she's got two other brothers. Um, and so it's going to be the story of the brothers finding their loves and, um, and her planning those weddings. So I haven't decided how I'm going to write that yet. The stories are all in my head. They're mm -hmm. all going to take place in the small town of Palmer city, which is just, which you've already got established. Yes. Yes. Which it's is different nice. than than my east coast um small towns because you know it's in the mountains or it's just at the bottom of the you know the mountains are around them and there's a stream that goes through and yeah geography is very different but it's so beautiful and um there's just there's just so much out there that I want to write mm -hmm. about because yeah. Colorado Springs is just it's just gorgeous it is um, yeah and, you know you, they say you know Colorado Springs Denver you can get a sunburn in the winter because the sun shines actually more days, more than florida more than florida yeah yeah so, and we're the sunshine state <laughs> right so that just fascinates me yeah um, i think i read somewhere that colorado gets over 300 days a year of sunshine that's amazing isn't that's it so yeah amazing. yeah and like the snow comes but then it's gone in a couple of days and that reminds mm -hmm. me of new england too living on the coast like we didn't get snow very much we would get sleet a lot because and when we did get snow, it didn't stick on the ground because we were so close to the ocean. The ground was warm and, you know, it, I, I can only remember a couple of white Christmases growing up in 24 yeah. years. Wow. So, yeah. That's it was mostly unexpected. rained on Christmas. <laughs> wow. Rained. Okay. We, we did beaches at, at Christmas down here. <laughs> that was our oh, white man. Christmas, the white sand. Yeah. Yeah. Make your, you make your Sandman, right? Exactly. <laughs> Love it. That's yeah, funny. So, so after I write Molly's book, which is Crane's Cove book five, I'm going to start in on um, the Brewer Brides. And okay. we have uh, Liam's story, her cousin Liam. He is the first one. And it's going to be, um, and only because it takes place during the timeline of the other Palmer City Voltage books. Okay. Um, and it's, and there's, it, it's going to be fun. And then. That will be fun. Yeah. 
so there's so many there's there's a ton of books i can write in that series because she's got the two brothers and she finds out she has two more brothers she's got three cousins so this brewer brides thing can last a long time but i don't know i'm gonna write it yeah if i'm gonna write it you know all from her point of view um or you know as a wedding planner or with the different couples with their points of view so okay i'm gonna play around with that and ask ask my readers what they think if they want you know a single heroine story um or if they want the the different couples stories right so right but that'll be fun to see what what they want yeah 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 so i'll be polling my vips and and seeing and then i'll i'll write it how they want it because they're the ones that are going to read it so that's exactly right yeah yeah i I value reader opinion highly like I go to them for a lot of a lot of decisions when I can't make a decision I'll go to them and say what do you think about this and a lot of times it's not what I was thinking at all or someone will come up with an idea that I hadn't thought of that is just brilliant oh that's cool how fun I know it's so fun and and everyone loves to contribute right like I know when my you know when my favorite authors ask opinions I love to give it exactly exactly so, and the and off chance they, yeah. yeah that's i think yeah. that's a lot of fun yeah yeah very cool so um brewer brides is coming up that'll be fun and it's all yes. set in the palmer city area which also will be a lot of fun yes um, We're, i'm looking at summer of 2023 for the first story nice that okay one. that's yeah. awesome and then um and when will the last of the cranes cove co- cranes cove come out so there's going to be seven in that series. Okay, and so you're working it's on book be another five. couple of years. Yeah, um, book six. I might. I, I'm. I'll probably do a couple of brewer bride stories and then do book six. Um, okay. Unless, unless Jane, you know, keeps banging on my head because she's like, I want my next for like the last three books I've written, but the timeline doesn't work because her son has a health issue, and so she needs to be book six in the timeline because of his health issue. Okay. Um, and so like, but her story is, um, Jane is Shelby's sister Okay. and her, and she's a widow with a little boy and yeah, she's, she just needs yeah. a little time before you can write hers. Yeah. Yeah. Because certain things have to, it has to take place after Christmas and, right. you know, so Molly's book has to be Christmas. And then the last book will be Macy and Macy isn't related to anyone in Crades Cove, but she's everybody's friend and she's the lead singer for the harbor lights which is the the um the country pop inspirational band it's her and her two brothers okay. um and she she's got she's got quite the story a little um mousy macy from cranes cove made it oh big she's back home for a reason nobody understands when she should be out touring um so that'll be fun to write okay and, and there's a little, there's a character in the series who needs redeeming. And so that will be her, the the one I match her up with. Fun. And, and nobody will see that. Well, you might see it coming because you can, you can, I throw things out, you know, and in Love on the Fly, um, I made a few mentions and okay. readers, are, readers are smart and savvy. They're pretty they're savvy. Yeah. Savvy. I like that. Um, but they're going to be like, oh no, not that guy. And <laughs> the guy that gets to be their book. They're gonna be like rooting for him because Aww. you know he's he's learned a lot and grow, grown a lot since he was like stupid high school junk. Right, right. Well, that's fun. I like that. Yeah. Um, so you had mentioned a reader group. Where do you like to hang out with your readers? 
Where can people I find you? I love my reader group. That is where I spend most of my time. And if you go to facebook.com slash groups, it's Cranes Cove Crew. C-R-A-N-E-S-C-O-V-E-C-R-E-W. No apostrophe because you can't really put that in a link. Um, and that's where that's where I have where I go. And there where there's we're almost six hundred. We're at five ninety-five members right now. Nice. Which is just amazing that that many people want to hang out with me. That's um, awesome. And the reader engagement is close to four hundred members. That's so amazing. Yeah. Four hundred of those six hundred are active in the group, either liking posts, commenting or that kind of thing. And that's, they get everything first. They get stuff before my newsletter group. Um, They get stuff before Instagram and TikTok. And um, they're just first because I I can get to know them there. And I've met a lot of them in person at different book conventions and signings. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, that's the best. That is the best. Getting, getting to know these people who love to read, who love to read what's in my head, like I, that's... And giving me so many hours of their lives. Like, yeah, I'm so grateful. You know, when you pick up one of my books, it could be anywhere from 30 minutes to eight hours of your time. And you're giving me your time and you're paying to give me your time, you know, you know, and yeah, um, it's just, that's it's pretty just, amazing. I love that. It is, it is amazing. It, well, I so will all of them. I'll link to your Facebook group and I'll link um, to your website so that people can join your um, email list also. Thank you. Yes. You... If they join my newsletter, they'll get the password to the freebies page, okay. which is so cool. So the freebies page has the bonus at blogs with, with the Brewer Brides. It's got Paisley's first Christmas, which is a bonus epilogue, uh, epilogue to Christmas at Moon Miss Manor, okay. um, which is that first Cat's Paw Cove book. Um, it's not in the book because the publishers decided that they wanted to keep that uh, not in the book and so I have it on my website um and then what else is there oh there's word searches for each series there oh, is um a team roster for the Palmer City Voltage nice there is um oh there's a coloring page a Christmas coloring page and recipes Mima's recipes are there right from Crane's Cove yeah yes and awesome. oh there's um I think there's a bonus story from my Once Upon Academy story. It's, okay. I, I'm always adding to it. There's always like whenever I get that's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, something for every reader, every series. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, exciting stuff. When I publish this podcast, Christmas on Ice is going to be free. And yes. So I'm... where does Christmas on Ice? Where is that in the order? It is book two in the Palmer City Voltage. Okay. So it's the third story after Love on the Ice and Cruising on Ice. But it's a standalone. They're all standalone. So you can read them, you know, isolated. And what I love about Christmas on Ice is it's about a single mom with a three and a half year old girl who is super sassy. She runs the world. She is just, she reminds me so much of my daughter. Um, and she steals the show. She's and and to watch this big tough hockey player fall in love with not just the mom but the little girl too. And he is putty in her hands. He dresses up as Captain Hook on Halloween. Um, he allows her to call her Mister Tiggerman because he went to a college where the mascot was a tiger. And so when he joined the Voltage, his, they called him Tiger as a nickname. And she didn't like that. She said tigers are scary, and you're not. So I'm going to call you Tigger Man. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what to do with that. Tiger. Okay, so yeah. Like, That's so, so funny. Like, and, you know, they they go to a tree farm and she starts decorating the tree when 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 Cammy and Tress Beck's our turn. 
and because they're talking and they turn around and she's decorated the tree with with things that are not ornaments because ornaments are boring she says oh well there you go super pretty um and so and and cammy's just like oh my gosh the sap how am i gonna get sap out of doll hair you know all these things like moms think of but it's just really cool and they you know you find out that they're both from the charleston area and they have a lot of common it's it's just it's got all those Christmassy tropes from sleigh rides to the like I said the tree farm, um, decorating a tree, kids on Christmas, like all of these things, and it's it's I just love it so much. It would be like a perfect like Hallmark Christmas movie. It's awesome. just that sounds like fun. All the things everybody loves about Christmas. So that is Christmas on Ice. Um, it'll be free until the twenty third. And you can, I will put a link in the show notes, or you can just go to Amazon and look up uh, Christmas on Ice, and it'll be free. So go grab that one, and then um, that'll get you hooked into the series. That'll be a lot of fun. Yes. And then you'll want to go backward and forward. That's exactly Um, right. Yep. And you've got books that you can do it on either side. So that works out nicely. Carrie, thank you for spending time with me today. Thanks so much for having me. Greatly appreciate it. So much fun. Thanks, Becky. Thanks for joining me today on the Literary Escape Podcast. If you enjoy hearing the behind the book story, then join me in the Literary Escape Society. We're a community of travelers who love books, or maybe book lovers who love to travel. Either way, if you need an escape, a literary escape, come join us as we read our way around the world together, one book at a time. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Literary Escape Society. And we'll see you next time on the next episode.